With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing? Good, Dan. How about you? <laughs> no complaints. No complaints. That's good. We don't want to hear them anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> That'll wrap it up for this show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. That's a fact. <laughs> we don't want to hear the complaints. We don't, we don't want to hear Absolutely don't want to hear absolutely complaints. Absolutely not. The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Dan Schwartzman. And now, sitting in for Rich. Hit the drop. It's Dan Schwartzman. Yes, it is. Dan Schwartzman, Hour 3, in for Rich Eisen, the Rich Eisen Show on a Wednesday. NHL playoffs rolling along. Tampa Bay already into the Eastern Conference Finals. Rangers tying up their series with the Carolina Hurricanes yesterday at two games apiece. Carolina cannot win on the road. They literally are 0 for the road so far this postseason. They're unstoppable in Raleigh. They just can't win on the road. St. Louis and Colorado tonight. Colorado leads that series three games to one. Edmonton, a big win yesterday. Ryan Nugent Hopkins scoring with two, three minutes, 27 seconds remaining in the game, make, made a 4-3 of Ander Kane with the the empty netter, his 12th goal so far this postseason to take a three games to one series lead over Edmonton. Looks like Colorado and Edmonton in the Western Conference Finals and Tampa Bay is just going to sit back, get healthy, and wait for the Rangers and Carolina to keep beating themselves up because that's exactly what's happened here, happening here in that series. Uh, somebody's got to win on the road, right? I mean... You would think Rangers look hot coming off these last two wins at home, but for some reason when Carolina gets back home, it is a different team. Completely different. You saw in the first two games, but does momentum play a role here at all? Talk some NHL here. Andrew Gross covers the league for Newsday joining us. And uh, is Tampa Bay, Andrew, winners of two straight Stanley Cups, in your mind the favorite to do it for a third straight year based on what we've seen? You know... I, I at this point and, and and I'll fair warning and and thanks for having me on Dan I uh I I, I picked Calgary going into the playoffs and you know I, I sort of you know kind of winced at that because everyone's looking at at Colorado and I just think the knee jerk reaction was well Tampa has won two seasons back to back and it, it would be impossible to think they could win three in a row because. You know, two in a row is a stretch in the salary cap world. But you know what? The playoffs start, and the same thing happens. And it's happened the last two years, and it's happened this season. That is, Victor Hedman becomes the best hockey player on the planet. And and I know 
I know what Connor McDavid is doing in Edmonton, and they're two different players. But if you ask me, do I want Victor Hedman or do I want Connor McDavid, I'll take Victor Hedman any day of the week. And also, Andre Vasilevsky becomes the best goalie on the planet if he wasn't already. You know, I guess there was an argument for the Rangers, Igor Shosturkin this season, but Andre Vasilevsky it just, he decides that he's not going to let up any goals. And, you know, you, you have those two. So in my mind, you have the best player and the best goalie in the playoffs. So, yeah, yeah, they, they have to be considered a cup favorite at this point, I would think. You know, I think, Andrew, it's like this. They know they're good enough to kind of sleepwalk through the regular season, right? And then they decide to just wake up for the postseason because at this point they can't have egos about it because they are that good. These are star players you're talking about, and they know what it takes to win in the postseason. And I think that's exactly what it is. Guys, play at 70%, try to stay as healthy as possible, and uh, set the alarm clock for day one of the postseason. And you're seeing that out of this Tampa Bay team. Now, that said, you mentioned Igor Shesterkin who had some terrible moments in round one for the Rangers, got pulled two straight games against Pittsburgh. They come back from a three three games to one deficit to win that series in a thriller. Carolina can't win on the road. Rangers, the last two (laughs) wins, Shesterkin's playing at a a Vasilevsky level right now. Uh, You going with Carolina because they have the home ice advantage, or have the Rangers shown you enough the last couple of games to where you think they can steal one on the road in Raleigh? Uh, Yeah, no, I I wrote in today's Newsday, because I've, I've split over, uh, now that the Islanders season is over, I've split over to the columnist chair for this Ranger run. So, uh, shameless plug, you can go to newsday.com uh, uh, backslash sports. And I wrote a column today basically <laughs> saying the Rangers are the better team. They should win this series, regardless of the fact that there are two or three potentially in Carolina. This, this series is not the Hurricanes Bruins series, where it was a total homer series. Uh, yes, the, the Hurricanes won games one and two on home ice, but game one, if you really look at it, um, it was one nothing Rangers with two and a half minutes left in regulation. They get a late goal, and, and then you go to overtime, and it's fifty fifty. So that that game was a toss up, and 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 talking to Gerard Gallant, the Rangers coach, after that game. Uh, and he said it the day after as well. He, he said those first two periods in Carolina were, was quote-unquote perfect hockey by his team. And if the Rangers, again, play perfect hockey in Carolina, they're going to win a game there. Um, there's no doubt. They, they, they played structure. It was to the outside. They limited the Hurricanes' chances and speed. And to me, the Rangers are just a little bit deeper and they're a little bit heavier. And, uh, and you know, as much as I like Andy Ronta, um, you know, personally, and, and Ronta no doubt stole game two, which is a 2 nothing yep. win. It was his first career playoff shutout. As much as I like Andy Ronta, Igor Shosturkin is the better goalie. So I, I just think there are more check marks on the Rangers' side, and really it's on them uh, to go out and win this series right now because they do have the better team in my mind. Chatting with Andrew Gross covers the NHL for Newsday here on the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Schwartzman filling in for Rich on this Wednesday. Evander Kane may have a lot of problems off the ice, but he's always had a plethora of talent, hence a high draft pick and teams still want him with all that off-the-ice issue. Is he that missing link that Edmonton has had kind of the last couple of years where they've 
yearn for a guy like this? Because 12 goals in 11 games so far has been ridiculous, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I still think it's buyer beware on Evander Kane because he's playing for a contract. And uh, his, his, his track record is he's really, really good in a, in a walk year. And then he gets that long-term deal, and that's where the problems set in. And that's what happened in Buffalo and, and San Jose. So uh, right now, I would say, yeah, he's what the Oilers need. And, and, and also, they're, you know, ridiculously long shots from the opponent's blue line aside. Mike Smith is giving him a representative, you know, showing in net the last couple of games. And, uh, you know, their, their defense has tightened up. I mean, that, that, that game one was a gong show, right? Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Oilers, they, they are a more complete team with Evander Kane, no doubt. Um, again, the, the buyer beware is if you go on this and you sign Evander Kane, if you're the Oilers, I don't know that you can expect this going forward, but right now, absolutely, ride this as far as they can. Um, you know, if they advance to play the Colorado Avalanche, I, I'm not sure they would be favored in that series, but I, I think their scoring and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, uh and Nugent Hopkins chipped in with the goal, they, they have the scoring prowess. To, to, to be very, very dangerous, and, and, and Evander Kane certainly makes them even more so. Yeah, but Andrew, you know, you mentioned Colorado, who is most likely going to be their opponent here. They're one win away from knocking off the St. Louis Blues. But Colorado is such a deep team. You look at the names up and down, the ability to score on defense. You know, Kel Mocker is obviously a superstar. They're getting good goaltending right now as well. I mean, Colorado is just a better team, right? I, 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 I absolutely think so. I mean, you know, between Kale McCarr and Devon Taves, who, you know, more and more, you just slap your forehead on how Lou Lamorello traded him away. And I, I understand it was a salary cap issue. And, you know, you had to have money to sign your other players, including Matthew Barzell. But, boy, watching Devon Taves paired with Kale McCarr, and both of them, you know, legitimate Norris Trophy candidates, that that's a tough one for Islander fans. But, yeah, no, Colorado is is a really, really, really good team. Uh, they're most people's uh, Stanley Cup favorite throughout the regular season. When you see them in person, uh, I was out in Denver, I guess it was in February, maybe it was March, the season sort of blends together, but... <laughs> <laughs> when you watch them play, they are at a different level in terms of team speed, and, and it comes across much better in person than it does on TV. They just they think the game uh, better and quicker than their opponents. They play it better and quicker than their, their opponents. Uh, McKinnon, for as good as he is, he's, he, he's almost underrated in how people don't realize how good Nathan McKinnon is. McKinnon is, and you got Gabriel Landeskog with him as well. And, you know, I, I know Nazem uh, Kadri can be a lightning rod at times for the way he plays. And uh, let, let me just say what, what's gone on with Nazem Kadri and the death threats and, and oh, the uh, yeah. anti, you know, Islamic uh, rhetoric thrown his way has been absolutely disgusting and, and has no place uh, in, in society. And, you know, 
I, I, I would be happy to see Nazem Kadri be strong and, and, and sort of stick it to the St. Louis fans uh, through all of this. You know, I've watched a lot of Connor McDavid, Andrew, this postseason, and I have to admit, I don't watch a lot of Connor McDavid for two reasons. He plays in Edmonton, so I don't watch the Oilers, yeah. and he's playing at 10 o'clock at night, and I, I try not, well, I'm awake, but I'm not watching hockey at 10 o'clock at night usually, and I'm missing out because he is legitimately, and again, I'm going to say this again, I don't use the word generational cheaply, but he is a generational talent. You talk about from Gretzky to Lemieux to Ovechkin to City Crosby to Connor McDavid. You're, this this is the lineage of greatness, right? Yeah. I yeah, mean, he yeah. is. Is there a weakness in his game because he's not 6'4", 240, but he plays that way. You can't get the puck off his stick. He's got an incredible shot. He skates like the wind. He can stop on a dime. Am I missing something here? Is there any? Does he do anything poorly? No, no. Uh, I, I, I can't think of anything. And, you know, you, you talk about generational talents and that lineage, and there, there, there are certainly some generational players in the NHL right now. Like you know, like I said at the start, Victor Hedman and, and certainly Austin Matthews with the yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs. But for anyone who is too young to have ever seen Wayne Gretzky play, Connor McDavid is as close to seeing Wayne Gretzky as you're going to get, and and that's. You know, that's a hard comparison to make because Gretzky was a magician. But Connor McDavid is the same thing. I mean, it's almost like his, his skate blades are not touching the ice when he skates. He's just hovering and, and speeding through. There's no resistance whatsoever. Um, he, he's as good a skater as this league has ever seen. And, and his hockey vision, uh, and, and that's why... You know, I, I that that that's what reminds me of Gretzky is is the vision. You know, Wayne never watched what was happening. He was always anticipating what was going to happen next, and that's why he he you know delivered perfect passes time and time again because he could see plays developing that everyone on the ice could not see. And and I really feel like Connor McDavid is is that he sees things that the other players on the ice are not seeing. But here's the problem for hockey. Two of the three guys that I consider generational talents in my generation, being 43 years old, Ovechkin, Crosby, and Connor McDavid, two of them play in small markets, right? Crosby's been in Pittsburgh all these years, and Connor McDavid is out there in Edmonton. And I said half the people listening to the show have no idea where Edmonton is, and I said it's in Alberta. And again, I don't think that helps, but... The reality is, isn't this a problem for hockey? At least Gretzky got to L.A., right? Major market. To have yeah. the best player in hockey playing where he can walk down Times Square in New York City and not a single person would stop him and say, oh, my goodness, you're the best player in hockey, that's a problem. Well, I, I would say this to that. I, I agree that Connor McDavid – I agree on your point with Connor McDavid. You know, he's playing 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, and you, you have to be a real, real fan to, to – to, you know, stay up and on the East Coast certainly and watch that. Um, as, as far as Crosby, I, I, I disagree in that within the confines of the NHL, Pittsburgh is not a small market, and certainly NBC or whoever has TNT, TBS, whoever has had the NHL contract while Sidney Crosby has been in the league has, has gone. They know Sidney Crosby is a TV draw. People know Sidney Crosby, and, and certainly he's been on the grand stage, the golden goal. Well, 
what was that in 2010? If my memory serves, I'm, I'm bad on on the years. But his, his time with Team Canada, I, I don't think I don't think Sidney Crosby has been hidden under a rock in any way by the NHL. But I would agree that it is a bit of an issue that the NHL has fallen short in marketing what they have in the Connor McDavid. And, and that goes for the NHL. And so it's a huge discussion how the NHL markets its players, which is that it really doesn't. And, and that is an issue because you could really turn these guys into, you know, true, you know, superstars that transcend hockey. And that has not been the case. Andrew, here's a solution. I think both Gary Bettman and uh, Rob Manfred, because he does the same thing with Mike Trout, by the way. Uh, yeah. No one would recognize him. They think he's a football player. The fact is, they need to sit down with uh, Adam Silver and with Roger Goodell and figure out how to market their top players. Because the NFL and the NBA do it very well. Baseball's terrible at it. And I think hockey's terrible at it. I mean, you're absolutely right. Connor McDavid is the best player in the game. And people don't see him. And Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are two of the top five players in the game. And very few people see them. It's a real problem for two major sports that the top guy is not visible, per se. So yeah, what do you, you think? Know, and it's, Organize it, Andrew. It's, it's also, uh, and again, this is a, a little bit of a tangent, double-edged sword. But it, it is a double-edged sword in that the, the two sports you mentioned where the players are marketed and the players have become bigger than the game in both basketball and football. Yeah. And that has not necessarily been the best thing for fans of a particular team. You know, just for instance, the Kansas city chief Tyreek Hill talks himself out of Kansas city. He wants out of that situation. He gets his way, you know, uh, there, there are countless, you know, uh, countless examples, especially in basketball. My God, how many places has James Harden talked himself out of? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you, you look at those two sports where the players are really in charge, and it's great for the players, and it's great for marketing, and it's great for the TV ratings, but is it necessarily the best thing for the fans? And whereas in hockey and baseball, you don't necessarily have players, for the most part, and free agency is certainly a factor, but for the most part you don't have players holding up teams like you do in basketball and football. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. Absolutely, there's got to be a kind of a medium there that makes sense yeah. for all sides. Andrew Gross covers the NHL for Newsday. Have a great time in Raleigh, North Carolina, my friend. All right, Dan, great talking to you. Be well, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right, there you have it. He's right, Sidney Crosby. I mean, that's kind of like the Peyton Manning situation, I guess, right? Peyton played in a small market but was recognizable. Crosby and Pittsburgh a bit more so. Connor McDavid, no one knows who he is. All right, my thoughts on tonight's big game coming up. It is Miami Heat hosting the Boston Celtics. That line keeps moving, by the way. A lot more money, I think, coming in on Boston. We're going to get to that next. Dan Schwartzman filling in for Rich Eisen on this Wednesday. It is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets 
at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. You know what? The playoff starts... And the same thing happens, and it's happened the last two years, and it's happened this season. That is, Victor Hedman becomes the best hockey player on the planet, and and I know <laughs> I know what Connor McDavid is doing in Edmonton, and they're two different players. But if you ask me, do I want Victor Hedman or do I want Connor McDavid? I'll take Victor Hedman any day of the week. Andrew Gross covering the NHL for Newsday just joined us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich. Victor Hedman's a hell of a player, and he's had a tremendous postseason. Nothing against Connor McDavid, who's had a tremendous postseason as well. You can't go wrong with either guy. Tampa Bay looks like they are they're one round away from going back to the Stanley Cup. They've won it the last two years. They're probably now the favorite to win it for a third straight year. And uh, Edmonton taking a three-game swan lead over Calgary. And Colorado with a three-game swan over St. Louis. That game five tonight... And it looks like Colorado and Edmonton could be the matchup. Rangers-Carolina tied at two all. That one is a more interesting series right now. Real quick, listen, you know, I don't talk politics. I try to keep it out of conversations because I think sports is our release from politics. Um, Steve Curry yesterday uh, talking about the school shooting before the game. You wonder if that affected the team and the way they played yesterday. Uh, Kerr does not shy away from delving into politics. Uh, neither does the Draymond Green. You know, he doesn't either. Uh, I wonder if that did play a role in their really lackluster performance, how they came out yesterday against the Dallas Mavericks. I do expect them to kind of turn things around. But, uh, you know, to spend a minute on this subject, Art, I think, you know, we have to spend a minute here. Um, you know, 
Kerr said some things that I don't think are wrong. I think when you have, you know, politicians in a country of 330 million people that are looking out mainly for themselves and their electability over potentially what's best for us, that's a problem. And I'm not anti-guns. I believe in the Second Amendment, but I think there has to be sensible gun laws. And I think if you talk to 95% of responsible gun owners, they wouldn't disagree that there has to be a middle ground that works because too many times we're hearing stories like what happened yesterday in Texas or what happened in Buffalo recently at the supermarket. There has to be a middle ground. And my advice to you as a voter is if your politician is unable to figure out that middle ground, it's time to elect the next guy who, or gal or whoever who will potentially be the one to figure out that middle ground. Art, there is a middle ground. No question about yeah, it. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Absolutely. I mean, there is clearly a middle ground, and the fools in politics can't seem to figure it out to me is harmful to us. I have two kids. I have an 11-and-a-half-year-old and a four-and-a-half-month-old daughter. 11-and-a-half-year-old, yes. And I don't fear them going to school or riding public transportation here in New York. We had a shooting here. But I've said enough is enough. I don't think guns should be taken away from hardworking, honest citizens, but I do think that if you want to get one, laws have to be tightened up a bit here. And there has to be stricter penalties. And if you want to get a driver's license, you have to go through driver's ed, take a course, take a test. And I think it should be very similar when it comes to weapons. And I also believe that you need to, if there's a mental health issue that you may have, that should be on record when the background check happens. I think those are the type of sensible things that have to be considered. I think that's the main thing that I would want to see. I mean, that has, if you want the privilege of owning a firearm, then I think your mental health and your medical records need to be available. I understand there's a right to privacy, but I think we're past that right now in this country. So that's my two cents on the issue when it comes to the tragedies. Uh, I don't say thoughts and prayers because I'm tired of saying thoughts and prayers. It's time for action and something to happen. Uh, I don't think you have to be a parent like myself to realize that we are long overdue for a solution and these politicians need to stop griping get in a room lock the door order out for food and coffee and don't leave that room even for a bathroom break until they find a solution and again if they can't it's time to vote them all out and find people who can find this solution that i believe most of us here in this country are yearning for i said it there's my two cents on a topic uh, that needed to be said, and it's time now to get back to sports because I think we get away from tragedies and bills and problems in our lives by watching and talking about sports. And I feel that's my job, and uh, I've always appreciated that and respected that that's where I am because that's what I listen. I come home from a hard day at work, whatever whatever it is. I want to sit on the couch, turn on the TV, watch a, a ball game, and uh, not think about life, right? You shut everything off and you're just concentrating on a ball game and strategies and what you're watching that are incredible physical uh, abilities that we don't possess, right? That's the fun of it. So, Or we once possessed and don't have it anymore. 
And then you woke up from that dream, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I worked, uh, I, I worked, I've worked with NFL players over the years, and half of the battle is winning the genetic lottery, right? I mean, I worked with a wide receiver for years, very good friend of mine, and he's like 6'4", fast as the wind, can jump out of a gym, and I always like to say, look, you worked hard, there's no question, but I was born to be 5'11", fairly slow, I can't really jump very high, and I'm not going to outrun people. I mean, I, I just was, I did not win the genetic lottery to do that, right? But my friend did, 6'4", 220, fast as the wind, fast twitch muscles, 40-some-odd-inch vertical. Can't be taught, right? <laughs> no, so I like to be. watch guys that can do things that I can't uh, fathom doing. Baseball, right? Throwing a baseball 100 miles an hour, you can't go out there and learn how to throw a baseball 90 to 100 miles an hour. That's Your arm is either freakish that can accomplish that or it's not. It's not. Mine isn't. All right, I can throw like 75 miles an hour as a lefty. To me, that's fairly fast, but I'm not getting signed to an independent league contract with the uh, St. Paul Saints of the Frontier League anytime soon with a 75-mile-an-hour fastball. And by the way, that's when I was in my 20s in my prime. Now forget it. Slow-pitch softball, beer league softball, win or lose, I have a good time. That's all I care about. All right, That's where I'm at. Good game tonight. Miami Heat hosting the Boston Celtics. Game number five, Eastern Conference Finals. Jimmy Butler is going to play. I mean, he's not even on the injury list, but if you watch game four, you know that Jimmy Butler is nowhere near healthy. He's dealing with that knee issue. Tyler Hero is questionable, probably more of a game-time decision. If it's up to him, he would play, but it's not up to him because athletes like to lie about how they truly feel because they're not going to sit it out. Sixth man of the year, average 20 points a game. He's a necessity for that team if they want to win. Kyle Lowry's playing banged up as well. For Boston, look, NBA Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart. He's missed time. He missed game four. Robert Williams III, you could make an argument that he should have been the Defensive Player of the Year. Also puts up about 10 points, nine rebounds a game. Tremendous, tremendous defensive uh, you know, effort out there. He's a high-motor type guy. Both those guys missing time, banged up. So at least you're even in this series in terms of quality missing versus quality missing. You're not talking losing Jimmy Butler and Boston losing a role player. You're talking about key guys on both sides either actually not playing or being banged up and it's showing out there on the court. This is a heck of a series. I mean, you knew this was a heck of a series. This was always going to be a better series than Dallas versus Golden State. No one ever thought that the Dallas Mavericks would win four games out of seven against the Golden State Warriors. It wasn't going to happen barring Steph Curry going down with an injury. But Boston and Miami, different story. Really just a toss-up, an absolute toss-up type of game. And you're seeing it out there. You know, when Boston is healthy, I just think they're a better team because I think defensively they're just better. And you look at the games that they have won and you look at the games that they have lost, it's interesting, right? Boston has been... You know, Miami has been blown out in their two losses, right? 127-102 compared to 102-82. to Both games, they've gotten blown out. 25 points and 20-point deficits. The games they've won, they won by 11 and they won by 6. It's a, an interesting dynamic. They won once at home, they lost once at home. Same thing on the road. Tied at 2-all. And that's why... 
I have no idea who ends up winning this. And if you look at Vegas right now, NBC Sports Points bet, the number continues to jump around. It started earlier at, at uh, Boston, a point-and-a-half favorite. They went up to a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Now they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite on points bet. And that number's going to move around. It, it's going to keep moving just because anytime an injury report comes out or anything comes out in terms of speculation, who's playing, who's not, that number's going to jump. But it shows you the closeness of how these teams are matched. Very evenly matched teams. And you wonder, does the home court advantage aspect for the Heat play a role here? I don't think it does because they've already lost once at home. I mean, that 127-102 to was a home loss. And right now, Boston just... I mean, look, when you have Jason Tatum and you have Jalen Brown, that's a lot of scoring from those two. I mean, those two guys can really put the ball in the hoop. That's an incredible one-two punch offensively, right? Jason Tatum is a legit superstar. Jalen Brown is up there as well. They're getting good efforts from Horford and Marcus Smart to Marcus Smart. Grant Williams, again, we talked to Robert Williams. Grant Williams has given him some important games as well. But when you have Tatum and Brown combining to average about 50 points a game right now this postseason... That's tough to beat. Now, Jimmy Butler went healthy this postseason was absolutely ridiculous. Like, legitimately ridiculous. I, I, I'll i be honest with you. I don't think at times Jimmy Butler gets the credit for his greatness. But Jimmy Butler is one of the top players in this league, hands down, because he does it on both sides of the ball. All right, Jimmy Butler isn't just a 21-22 point guy. He's also a guy that plays perfectly, you know... Tremendous defense. Fundamentally, he is a very sound player. Gets high assist totals. A lot of rebounds as well. There's no real weakness in in his game. He's not a good three-point shooter. That's probably the biggest weakness he has. But he's a heck of a free-throw shooter. He's, he's, He's very deadly with the basketball. But when you talk about the 10 best players in the league, very few people will put Jimmy Butler in there because he's kind of that quiet guy, right? Think about it. Jimmy Butler is a quiet player. You don't hear Jimmy Butler yap very much. He's not out there making a lot of noise. He's not out there really complaining. When he came out uh, after that uh, game against the Sixers in their previous series, and he torched up Philadelphia. Remember, he played for Philly in 2018-2019 when he got traded from Minnesota there. And, you know, they didn't bring him back, and he went to Miami the last three years, and... They kept Tobias Harris, and he said, they kept Tobias over me. You know, you can tell he's a little frustrated, obviously, but he's not a guy that you hear publicly yap very much like that. That's probably why he doesn't get the accolades, because people kind of forget about Jimmy Butler. I think the other reason is because he had that major knee injury, too, in in Philadelphia as well. Yeah, but that, I mean, that That set him back. Yeah, it set him back, but he was, what, 29 years old when, when he was in Philly. And I just think it was just dumb for them to, I guess, maybe think he wasn't going to be the same player. I don't know what, to be honest with you, Art, I don't know what they were thinking. Because Tobias Harris is a nice player. Jimmy Butler is a great player. You know, there's a difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you give Tobias Harris that kind of money, but you don't retain. First of all, I don't know if Butler wanted to really stay, first of all, right? I don't know. But by him kind of making that comment, walking off the court toward the locker room, Kind of makes you think that he would have stayed if they had offered him the money. But Jimmy Butler this postseason, put up, he took 27.7 rebounds, like five assists per game. And that includes, by the way, a clunker in game four when he came back 
Obviously, you know, not really healthy. The last couple of games, he's been banged up. Before, he's at 32 points, 41 points, 29 points. Just absolutely dominating, right? He has dominated this, you know, this, this postseason until he got banged up in the last two games against Boston. Eight points and six points, 14 combined points in 47 minutes. Now, you hope that he's a bit healthier tonight and can contribute a bit more. Because he was somewhat of a detriment to the team being out there on the court in Game 4. And you hate to say that because Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's a, ga- a, a baller. He's a gamer. He's one of the top players in the league. But he's got to bring a bit more. And hopefully that knee is a bit more healed up and he's more comfortable and secure using it. Because if Jimmy Butler's not going to be there to give you much, then the Heat really don't have a chance to win Two of the I think Vegas games. sees that the same way because they're picking yeah. they're picking Boston on the road there. Yeah, they're picking Boston on the road. But, you know, when the number's moving and it was at three and a half, you're thinking, okay, maybe they know something about Jimmy Butler. And then it comes back down to two and a half and you start wondering, okay, maybe they know something about Jimmy Butler and it's more favorable for Miami. Maybe they know something about Tyler Hero. Maybe that's the story coming out. Who knows? But, man, that's a fun series. And you know what? I'll tell you this right now. Eric Spolstra does not get the cred he deserves. Everybody looks and says Spolstra won championships because he had LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade. And yes, that's correct. He had LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade. And he won with them. Okay, fantastic. Yes. Phil Jackson had superstars in L.A. and he had superstars in Chicago and he won with them. Steve Kerr has superstars in Golden State and he's won three championships with them. I don't think it's a hindrance to talking about the greatness of Eric Spolstra because he had superstars. I don't think you win in this league without superstars, right? The only one I can think of was Dirk Nowitzki leading the gold, uh, the Dallas Mavericks to their championship. Because outside of Dirk, I don't think they had a great team. Like Jason Terry was on that team. I don't think it was a great supporting cast, and they won a championship, right? So you had one legit superstar and really no one else that I think you would call a superstar. That's like the one example that comes to mind. Because even when Kobe won without Shaq, he had what? Pau Gasol on that team, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pau Gasol's a great player. Pau Gasol's a Hall of Fame player. So I think, honestly speaking, like outside the Dallas title run... Very few teams can win without multiple superstars. So I'm not taking that away from Spolster. He is a great coach. He really is. And you're seeing it. All right? I mean, that team is a well-built team. They play hard, play defense. They know what they're doing with the ball. Fundamentally sound as can be. All right, we're going to wrap things up next. It is a Wednesday. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich Eisen right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wrap things up on a Wednesday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Dan, in for Rich. Major League Baseball, full slate of games. Some of them have begun already. A lot of afternoon baseball, by the way, today on the schedule. And I'm a huge baseball fan. You know, number one sport to me is Major League Baseball. Grew up a big baseball fan, still love it. But there's one thing about sports in general, and you saw it in the NBA. I don't think you really have it in the NFL, and maybe you have this in the NHL, but teams that don't try to win games, you're really seeing a lot of that in baseball now, the tanking, right? And... And basketball, look, we know we had that with the Philadelphia 76ers. Remember that whole trust the trust the process? And they were an absolute embarrassment. They would lose literally, um, you know, 70 games. They were like 12 and 70, right? And it was a joke. I worked in Philadelphia during that time, and it was embarrassing. And you'd go to a game at the then Wells Fargo Arena, and it's like, what am I watching here? Like, why would I go watch? And I didn't pay for a ticket, obviously. I had a press credential. But I would look around saying, why would anybody pay pay to watch a team that's not trying to win? And I'm looking in baseball right now, and you can identify teams clearly that are not trying to win, right? The Baltimore Orioles. I just, you know, the Yankees are facing the Orioles. I've been watching that. And Baltimore's a joke. And I know they're stuck with bad contracts. They'll be paying Chris Davis forever. And that was a bad contract. But, like, Baltimore's a big enough market. They have a beautiful stadium that when they were a good team, people showed up, right? It was a destination. Camden Yards is a destination. If you are a tourist in Baltimore, and that's becoming less and less, that city's got a lot of problems, you know, you try to make a stop off if you're a sports fan at Camden Yards. Not because you wanted to see the Orioles, but because you wanted to see the ballpark. Like, you'd go to a game there not because you cared about the competition. You'd go to a game there because you cared about the ballpark. The nostalgia of what it must have been like to watch a baseball game in the 20s, 30s, whatever it was at those classic old stadiums. Because that's what Camden Yards was designed on. And by the way, you think about it, Camden Yards is what? 25 years old at this point? Right? I mean, it's got to be up there. And you know what? It's still one of the most beautiful parks in baseball. And not only when you make a road trip, you, you, you want to taste the food as well. The, everything else. Yeah, man, you have great crab there. You know, the Baltimore crab, Maryland crab is legendary. 
But Camden, look, you know, Camden Yards is still, it's one of the greatest sports venues ever built. And that's because it's timeless. By the way, it was completed in 1992. Art, we're talking about Camden Yards being 30 years old right now. I, I can't believe it. I, I Wow. Right? And it's still one of the most beautiful places to watch any sort of sporting event. The warehouse there in right field, the cityscape there in center and left. I mean, the sight lines, it is just phenomenal. That scoreboard there in right field, it, it's, it's the most perfect place. And other places, like Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia is an awesome stadium. It really is. I love that place. I think Yankee Stadium is like a big mall. I think they screwed that up. City Field looks really nice. But Camden Yards is the measuring stick of greatness. And when a stadium is 30 years old, remember, they tore Turner Field down, and it was much younger. It was four years younger, I believe. And that was, by the way, is a nice place, too. But, you know, it's younger than Camden Yards, and it's already gone. So think about that. But people showed up when the Orioles are good and showed up a plenty. Now no one's showing up. The Cincinnati Reds, this offseason, let everybody go. Literally everybody. Every top player they had not named Joey Votto is gone. Okay? That's an embarrassment. Cincinnati is a big enough city where they should be able to compete, keep a decent payroll, and be a good team. And they have, they have a history of winning. They have a history of winning. I mean, that is a team that has won. They have legendary players. And last year, they had guys like Nick Castellanos, who hit 309 with 34 home runs and 100 RBIs. And guess what? He is gone. He's not there anymore. Okay? Jesse Winker, last year, nice season, right? At right field, 305, 24 homers, 71 RBIs. What does that get him? A ticket out of town. You get the drift. I mean, their top players are just not staying because they're not paying them. They're not trying to win games. And that, to me, is a real problem. Like, if you're not trying to win games, then why are you out there? Sonny Gray, one of their top pitchers, gone. Wade Miley, gone. Name a quality player they had, gone. Amir Garrett, gone. I mean, they're all gone. So why are there no penalties in place if you're blatantly out there not trying to win games. And I think either, you know, significant, significant fine, significant loss of draft picks, and if an owner just apparently can't afford to maintain a quality team out there with a decent payroll, then maybe that guy should sell the team. Maybe baseball and other sports have to have a little clause saying that uh, by a, a certain vote, you can be removed. Now, I doubt it would ever be used because other owners don't want to set a precedence, but at least there has to be a mechanism in place because if you're a fan in like a place like Cincinnati, and there are loyal Cincinnati fans, there are loyal Oreo fans, there's loyal Kansas City Royal fans, there are loyal Oakland A's fans, although they've diminished to where they're drawing like 3000 a game. Again, why would you go pay to watch a team that's not trying to win, right? Well, maybe in the A's case, they, they want to move. But here's the thing, though. If they move to a stadium like they're talking about, and it would be like a 36,000-seat stadium, any guarantees that the economics of that team changes? I, I mean, would they find, would that owner who is cheaper than cheap, apparently, would he just start spending money and carrying a decent hundred and some odd million dollar payroll because he's gotten himself a new stadium, which you would you would hope brings in new revenue? Look, 33 
some odd thousand seat stadium isn't that big, right? I mean, other other teams are bringing in 45, 50, you know, 48,000 people a game or have the capacity to do so. If they want to build a smaller stadium, isn't it telling you that they don't think they have the fan base to fill a bigger facility, which is a problem? Like, I wouldn't build the Tampa Bay Rays a new stadium thinking that that's going to change their fortunes. Tampa is New York South. Tampa has more Yankee fans because the Yankees have been down there for spring training for, for years since they moved from Fort Lauderdale. The Yankees have more fans in Tampa than Tampa Bay. You could build a nice brand new spanking stadium in downtown Tampa, and guess what? It's not going to help. It's not. The next move for the Tampa Bay Rays should be out of town. The next move for the Oakland A's is probably Las Vegas. Because even with the new stadium at Howard Terminal, I believe is what, what, what they call it, I don't think it's going to matter. Pittsburgh Pirates have a beautiful stadium, right? Beautiful. Some would say it's the nicest stadium in baseball today, but guess what? Does anybody know about it? No. No one's showing up. Why? It's not a good product. My whole point is it's time for teams in sports to be held accountable for not trying to win. Because the fans, I mean, I don't know why fans put up with it. I guess you don't have a choice. The Cubs did it for a few years, right? They tanked for higher draft picks to draft the Chris Bryants of the world and guys like that. But I find it embarrassing for professional sports when teams are actively losing. Now, it doesn't happen in the NFL. It's interesting. I talk to people in the NFL. You'll never find an NFL player that says, oh, yeah, I'll play along. Right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to lose because I'm trying to help my team lose. No, because everybody's looking out for themselves. And will they play for a team next year if they're coming off a loser? And they played poorly. But it's time in baseball. I mean, it's always the same teams, right? It's always the same cast of characters when you talk about the Marlins and you talk about the A's and you talk about the Royals and you talk about, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, it's always the same teams involved. You know, Milwaukee used to be in that boat, even with Bud Selig. Then they got sold on Atanasio and that guy has spent money. They carry routinely a good payroll and that's why they are competitive every year and, and have a good chance to make the postseason. Right now they're ahead in the NL Central over the Cardinals by three games. Why? Because they spend enough money to bring in talent. Time that in sports, there is a way to root out the owners that do not want to spend any money. I want to thank Jason Cole. Joined us hour number one, Joe Varden, senior NBA writer for The Athletic in hour two. Andrew Gross covering the NHL for Newsday in this third hour. It's been fun, as always. Filling in for Rich, he is back. Again, I'm Dan Schwartz. Been in for Rich Eisen on this Wednesday right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Have a great day.